outspoken, objective, progressive. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Humanist Report with Mike Figueredo. Sponsored by Amazon, Audible, HostGator, Gamefly, and supporters of independent media like you. Welcome to the Humanist Report. My name is Mike Figueredo. This is the 28th episode of the podcast. Uh, we are moving right along, and we are now past 10,000 subscribers. Uh, and let me just say, this is an accomplishment that I did not think <laughs> I would reach this quickly, um, if ever. So we passed 10,000 subscribers and 1 million total views. Wow. Uh, this is insane. I mean, you know, my head's exploding here. To every single one of you who has uh, tuned in, who support the show, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, it means the world to me um, that you guys actually care what I have to say and care about the issues of this election, more importantly, and care about, you know, American politics and want a real objective uh, media source in this podcast. So, I, I again, honestly... Thank you guys so much. So the sponsors for this episode, on that note, is going to have to be our patrons on Patreon as well as our members on HumanistReport.com. So our latest uh, Patreon member is Pedro. So thanks so much, man, for supporting the show. And thank you to anyone else who watches and, you know, you have your ad blocker disabled. It means so much. You don't have to do that because ads are annoying, right? But, I mean, if you support the show, consider, you know, whitelisting us um, through your browser's uh, ad blocker. But if not... It's cool. As long as you're tuning in, that's all I care about. So on today's episode, I'm going to be discussing the campaign really thoroughly because things are heating up and I just can't take myself away from it. Uh, in particular, Bill Clinton slandered Bernie Sanders left and right. So I'm going to have to address that. Uh, we have some uh, prominent uh, feminists who are trying to bully and harass women into supporting Hillary Clinton because they're currently uh, Bernie Sanders supporters. So I'll talk about that. I'm also going to finally get to this Bernie bro myth once and for all, uh, as well as the GOP debate. So all these topics and more. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. With Hillary Clinton down by double digits in polls in New Hampshire, well, Bill Clinton is feeling the burn, so he decided to attack not just Bernie Sanders, but he also wanted to slander all of his supporters in the meantime. So when it comes to what Bernie Sanders supporters have been doing, uh, the New York Times explains that Bill told the story of a female progressive blogger who defended Mrs. Clinton online through a pseudonym because he said the vitriol from Mr. Sanders' backers was so unrelenting. She and other people who have gone online to defend Hillary to explain why they supported her have been subject to vicious trolling and attacks that are literally too profane, not to mention sexist, to repeat. Yes, because the Bernie bros are presumably going around and harassing women everywhere. So unfortunately, I have some evidence of this as well. So uh, let me show you this video here. So in the video, uh, here's a woman being assaulted by a male because she is heckling Bernie Sanders about climate change. Uh, and he's trying to get her to sit down. So he put his hands on her and she clearly does not like that. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Stop. We have to zoom out a little bit. So I think I made a mistake here. Uh, let's let's go ahead and uh, enlarge this image. Okay, okay, nope, sorry, I made the mistake here. So this is actually a male Hillary supporter at a Hillary Clinton rally who put his hands on a woman and assaulted her. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, guys, I mixed this up. So, uh... Let's get back on track, so let's get to the Bernie bros again. So here is a Bernie bro telling a woman that she's a big letdown to women everywhere. Oh, hang on. I think I made another mistake. This is actually one of my female viewers, who's a, who's a Bernie Sanders supporter, who is being harassed by male Hillary Clinton supporters. Huh. 
Um, okay, so I, I guess that it seems as though there are bad people on both sides of the campaign. Hmm, who would have thunk it? So, furthermore, um, gay Hillary Clinton supporters have sent me multiple tweets and messages uh, saying that I need to fall in line as well. Uh, and anytime I, you know, talk about Bernie Sanders on Twitter, I always am hit with an onslaught of attacks from Hillary Clinton supporters who call me delusional or tell me that they are, quote, burned out. Get it? Because his name is Bernie. <laughs> yeah. Vitriol is a problem, but it's a problem on both sides. So don't think that the Hillary Clinton campaign and her supporters are any less guilty of it. So getting back to Bill, I am so glad. I mean, I'm just so happy that he is worried about sexism now because he's always been the biggest warrior for women, right? I mean, all his life he stood up for women. No, all right. Actually, he's treated women like objects. Hmm. Okay, so he's going to speak out about sexism and women's rights now that it's politically convenient for him. Okay, okay, that's not dirty, that's not disgusting. How about this, Bill? Here's a word of advice for you. How about you keep that little pecker in your pants, maybe for a couple more years, and then we'll actually believe that you give a damn about women and not just think of them as sexual objects as you've done for the entirety of your life. How about that? Please spare me. Don't, don't tell me that you're worried about sexism, that you're worried about women's rights all of a sudden, when all your life, that hasn't been the case. So now that it's politically expedient, Bill Clinton, of all people, ironically, is worried about sexism. <laughs> Shameless. So he states, When you're making a revolution, you can't be too careful with the facts, Mr. Clinton said, deriding Mr. Sanders' oft-mentioned call for a political revolution. The former president, addressing a few hundred supporters at a junior high school here, portrayed his wife's opponent for the Democratic nomination as hypocritical, hermetically sealed, and dishonest. He even likened an incident last year in which Sanders staffers obtained access to Clinton campaign voter data to stealing a car with keys in it, and he also said that that amounted to grand theft. <laughs> right. So it's Bernie Sanders and his supporters that are completely devoid of facts. Actually, it's quite the opposite because we have facts. That's why we don't support your wife. And that's why we don't like you or your policies while you were president. Uh, and furthermore, I like how he conveniently leaves out the fact that a Clinton staffer in 2008 accessed Barack Obama's campaign data. Are we just going to let this go to the side and not mention it? See, we don't apply the same standard of judgment to people who we like. Okay, because we can't be objective. That's, that's not the way it works. Right, Bill? Is that what it is? Anyways, he also mocked Bernie Sanders. Uh, he said, anyone that doesn't agree with me is a tool of the establishment. Oh, that's what Bernie Sanders thinks. Uh, no, it's because the Clintons are synonymous with cronyism in Washington. Everyone in D.C. owes you and your wife a favor. Why? Because uh, they you campaign for them um, and you owe other people favors because they donated to your campaign. Here's the deal, Bill. You and your wife both made millions in speaking fees. You guys have over a hundred million dollars. Uh, so I'm sorry that we don't believe you when you say that, you know, you want to regulate Wall Street, when you want to rein them in. I'm sorry if that makes us seem conspiratorial as though we're just these kooks who are worried that maybe someone who is taking money from Goldman Sachs and gives, gave speeches on their behalf might be beholden to them. I'm sorry that I seem like a looney tune for believing that Hillary Clinton stopped supporting universal health care as soon as she was given thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands in speaking fees to speak on the health insurance industry's behalf and also since they donated to her campaign. I'm sorry that that makes me crazy. I'm the loony one. <laughs> now, he also critiqued universal health care. He said, is it good for America? I don't think so. Is it good for New Hampshire? I don't 
think so. Yes, because not dying or going bankrupt when you get sick, that's not good for people, right? No, no, no. See, what you're doing here, Bill, is immoral. See, you're deceiving Americans. You're putting uh, politics above their own health and safety. I'm sorry, but 55% of all Americans and 81% of Democratic voters support universal health care. So these lines that you're spewing are bullshit and we don't believe you. Hillary Clinton's own supporters don't even believe her. Now, finally, he complained Mrs. Clinton is suffering through attacks from a would-be purist who, he said, is in reality a veteran politician hardly unfamiliar with the ways of politics, citing Mr. Sanders' attendance at a lobbyist-filled Democratic fundraiser. Mr. Clinton expressed astonishment at this. Uh, I practically fell out of my chair when I saw it. <laughs> Come on. I mean, this is ridiculous, right? See, they critique Bernie Sanders. They say he's not a real Democrat. He's an independent. He's not with us. So when he actually tries to support the party and go to a Democratic fundraiser, they attack him for it. Really? Now, here's the, uh, the difference between uh, Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton, Bill. He's not taking money from these lobbyists. Look at his campaign contributions, opensecrets.org. They're from the people. They're not from Time Warner. They're not from Goldman Sachs or the big banks. So, Bill, since you decided to attack Bernie Sanders, uh, I made my piece. So let's go ahead and let the voters decide whether or not your critique on him will resonate. But I actually want to stop and talk about you, Bill. Let's talk about your policies because you are just this, you know, Democratic hero, right? Even though you moved the party to the right and were a third-way Democrat, right? A self-proclaimed third-way Democrat who is going to get things done, meaning you'll just succumb to anything that the Republicans want. So let's let's talk about Bill. Bill Clinton signed Republican welfare into law, which just gutted welfare. Bill Clinton tried to privatize Social Security, but thankfully the Monica Lewinsky scandal stopped him from doing that because he didn't want to deal with that uphill political battle. Bill Clinton repealed Glass-Steagall and allowed banks to gamble with our money. Bill Clinton signed DOMA into law, which banned gay marriage at the federal level. Bill Clinton signed Don't Ask, Don't Tell into law, which banned gay people from serving openly in the military. Also, Bill, I remember the time when you signed NAFTA and shipped our jobs overseas. What about that? See, also, uh, you got lots of African-Americans and Latinos thrown in jail due to your idiotic three strikes policy, and you also fueled the private prison industry, and look at that, all of a sudden, it exploded. Uh, and furthermore, you ignored the Rwandan genocide and let 200,000 people die when you could have intervened and stopped it. So spare me, you're no democratic hero. Gloria Steinem and Secretary Madeleine Albright, two really uh, known feminists, are a little bit puzzled at the fact that young female Bernie Sanders supporters don't support Hillary Clinton. Uh, so Gloria Steinem is going to give us a theory on why this is, and Madeleine Albright is going to give us a really strong message, um, particularly to uh, young female supporters of Bernie Sanders. Uh, this is what she had to say. We can all we can tell our story about how we climbed the ladder, and a lot of you younger women don't think you have to. It's been done. It's not done, and you have to help. Hillary Clinton will always be there for you. And just remember, there's a special place in hell for women who don't help each other. There's a special place in hell for women who don't help each other. If you follow that to its logical end, then I guess women have to support Carly Fiorina as well, right? So they have, have to actually vote against their own self-interest because of gender? Really? Not only is that uh, inherently condescending to tell someone that they have to support a candidate on the sole basis of gender, 
but it diminishes the cause of feminism entirely, okay? So people who are supporters of Bernie Sanders, myself included, initially, we supported Elizabeth Warren because we didn't even think Bernie Sanders would run. So prior to her announcing that she would not run for president, we thought that Elizabeth Warren would be the first female president. We were going to back her. But since she's not running, we had to back Bernie Sanders because he's closer to us on policy. He's a real progressive. So don't tell me that we're sexist if we don't support Hillary Clinton. That's absolutely ridiculous. Elizabeth Warren was our first choice. And to tell women that they deserve to go to hell if they don't support your corporatist candidate? You've got the audacity. I mean, you've really got the nerve. Uh, but I want to get to Hillary Clinton's response. So when asked about this, she said, I don't want people to be offended, Clinton said. But when asked if she understood why some women take offense, she suggested political correctness had made Americans overly sensitive. Good grief, we're getting offended by everything these days, she said. People can't say anything without offending somebody. Right, because the goddamn PC police are at it again, right, Hillary? How dare I, as a female candidate, not be able to demean women and be condescending to them and not receive backlash for that? I'm a woman, I should be able to talk shit about women, right? Uh, well, I've got news for you. Being a woman doesn't exempt you from sexism, and furthermore, it's actually really offensive to think that you don't have to earn the support of female voters. Not only do they not owe it to you to support you based on gender, but it's on you to win them over. And you didn't do that. Don't be mad at Bernie Sanders. Be mad at yourself. See, I actually give women more credit than that because I think that they're smart, intelligent, and capable of making their own decisions. See, all throughout history, women have been just relegated to property, you know, of men. They can't make their own decisions. You know, they're just going to do what their husband wants. But no, this is 2016. Women can make their own decisions. And believe me, they're very capable of doing so. But I want to move on to the Gloria Steinem comment. So here's what she said on Bill Maher. And, and when you're young, you're thinking, you know, where are the boys? The boys are with Bernie or, you know. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> now, if I said that. <laughs> no. No, no. Yeah, they're for Bernie because that's where the boys no, are. No, no. You'd, but, you'd, you'd but it's swap not, me. Come no, on. No, I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't because Good. because the boys are saying whether. No, I mean, hello. What do you. How well do you know me? Okay. Right. okay. <laughs> not that well. You'd think that this is like a joke coming from a feminist. But uh, I just want to ask you, Gloria. Whatever happened to this? Somebody who has shown enormous courage. Let's welcome Gloria Steinem. Thank you. Actually, I'm only here today to make Bernie Sanders an honorary woman. <laughs> See, young women don't really know what they want. They're just doing what boys want them to do. See, they think that if they say they like Bernie Sanders, then it'll impress their male peers, and then they can get a boyfriend that way. They're so stupid and mindless. You know, they don't, they don't have thoughts for themselves. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't believe what I'm hearing. See, I don't have to tell you why this is reprehensible, but for it to come to, uh, from Gloria Steinem, of all people, a world-renowned feminist who, have de who has dedicated her life, you know, to fighting for women, for her, of all people, to say this, it's particularly hurtful. So here's the thing. I'm going to give Hillary Clinton, as well as all of her supporters, a really, really hard pill to swallow. This isn't about gender. This is about generation. You see, Bernie Sanders is more liberal than Hillary Clinton. That's a fact. And it's also the case that when you look at studies from Gallup and Pew Research, the older you are, the more likely you are to be conservative. So it's not surprising that older Democrats support Hillary Clinton, the more conservative centrist candidate. 
and younger Democrats support Bernie Sanders, the more liberal candidate. So the fact that female Bernie Sanders supporters are not supporting Hillary Clinton is not contingent on gender or anything else. It's contingent on the fact that they're liberal. They're just more liberal. I dare you to go to a college campus and try to find any Hillary Clinton supporter. Everyone's in support of Bernie, men and women. Younger voters always rally behind the more liberal candidate. They did it in 2008 for Barack Obama. That's not surprising. So to be shocked that young women are not supporting your conservative corporatist candidate, it blows my mind. You don't know anything about politics. But their ignorance on this matter is the least of my concerns. The ignorance that they have of demographics and who young liberals are more inclined to support, that's the least of our problems. So I have multiple nieces. Uh, they're closer to me in age, so I'm kind of more like a big brother. And three of them will be old enough to vote this year for the very first time. And guess what? All of them support Bernie Sanders, enthusiastically so. One of them just called me a couple days ago and told me how she donated to Bernie Sanders' campaign. And you see, here's the thing. They don't support Bernie because they care about what boys think. In fact, their boyfriends, the ones who have boyfriends, aren't uh, politically engaged. They follow politics closer than their boyfriends. Uh, it's not anything to do with that. They care about the issues. They care about college education. They care about universal health care. They support Bernie because his issues are best for them. They don't support Hillary Clinton because they don't trust Hillary Clinton and they don't really see that Hillary's looking out for them. I mean, they're entering the workforce making minimum wage. Why would they support the candidate who is only in favor of a $12 minimum wage as opposed to a $15 minimum wage? Because it's not really going to be 12 if she does get an increase. It's going to be like 9 or 10. Because when you go into ne negotiations and you screw yourself, you already start by compromising. Guess what happens? You don't get what you want. So this is why they're supporting Bernie Sanders. Nobody's going to be policing or bullying or harassing my nieces into supporting a candidate because of her gender. I'll be damned if anyone, Hillary Clinton or any man, is going to tell them that they can't make their own decisions because of their gender or that they're not good enough or not capable of making their own political decisions. When you tell women how to think, when you try to control women, that's sexism right there. And as a feminist, as someone who has feminist nieces and feminist family members, who works with feminist academics, who has studied women's issues around the world, Latin America, North Africa, this pisses me off. It's personal. It's personal. You don't get to control women. Just because you're a woman doesn't mean that you are uh, exempt from uh, sexism, okay? Doesn't mean you're exempt from saying things that are discriminatory and prejudiced against women. They know what's best for them, okay? They don't need your smugness. They don't need your condescension trying to police them or bully them to make a decision. Give me a break. And let me tell you this, Gloria Steinem and Madeleine Albright, if you want young female voters to support Hillary Clinton, guess what? She's gonna have to earn that support. You don't just get it because of your gender. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Humanist Report here with breaking news. It is not, I repeat, it is not the case that you can be enthusiastic about a candidate that for the first time ever has proven that he is not beholden to corporate interests. No, no, no. See, if you do that, you are either a sexist or a fanatical conspiratorial asshole. That's right. So you better tone down your enthusiasm. Otherwise, you might be labeled as a sexist because Hillary Clinton supporters are the only ones who are allowed to be enthusiastic about their candidate. Actually, that sounds like some bullshit to me. Have you heard about this phenomenon, Bernie bros, people who support you and sometimes attack in very crude and sexist uh, ways? I have heard about it. Clinton it's disgusting. Supporters. Look, we don't want that crap. 
We can't, you know, and, and we will do everything we can. And I think we have tried. See, what what's funny to me is that Bernie Sanders supporters are painted as these crazy conspiratorial kooks when we point out actual cases of bias. See, it was us that first said the media was biased against Bernie Sanders. And then lo and behold, a study was released showing that there's been a media blackout on Bernie Sanders. Not even a minute of coverage was dedicated to him, yet 81 minutes was dedicated to Donald Trump. Man, what crazy conspiratorial, you know, tinfoil wearing <laughs> idiots these Bernie Sanders supporters are, right? And look at these Bernie bros going on the internet harassing female Hillary Clinton supporters. Man, what sexist assholes, right? It's not the case that, you know, the male Hillary Clinton supporters are doing this to the female Bernie Sanders supporters. Nope, not at all. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Let's pretend that, you know, it's just Bernie Sanders supporters who are doing all this, these attacks, right? Well, here's the deal. There's just one little thing about the Bernie bro myth that's problematic. It's bullshit. Now, of course, it's the case that fanatical, sexist Bernie Sanders supporters exist, but it's also the case that fanatical, conspiratorial, sexist Hillary Clinton supporters exist. Now, here's why it's the case that Bernie Sanders supporters, the majority of them, are not crazy sexist kooks. It's because this is a electoral tactic waged against Obama in 2008. I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but there was the Obama boys. And apparently there were these sexist men going around harassing women. So in an article by Salon titled, Hey Obama boys, back off already with the subtitle, Young women are growing increasingly frustrated with the fanatical support of Barack and gleeful of bashing Hillary. So you'll see a lot of the same charges made against Obama supporters here that are being made against Bernie Sanders. Now let's let's uh, not forget about the fact that the Bernie bro myth didn't actually come to fruition until Bernie started to do better against Hillary Clinton. When he started to close the gap in Iowa, in New Hampshire, and when he started to pass her in New Hampshire, all of a sudden this myth, you know, is permeating throughout political culture in the U.S. Uh, so... <laughs> Let's let's get let's get to this article. So in 2008, Salon writes, a lot of guys just can't stand Hillary, and it's the intensity of their irritation with her that disturbs me more than their devotion to Obama. Some female voters have begun to express nearly as much disenchantment with the Obama mania of their peers as with their Clinton-promoting mothers. And even while they voice dismay over the retro tone of the pro-Clinton feminist whine, a growing number of young women are struggling to describe a gut conviction that there is something dark and funky, and probably not so female-friendly running below the frantic fanaticism of their Obama-loving compatriots. So here you have the same themes. You've got the enthusiasm for Bernie Sanders and the dislike for Hillary Clinton, not fueled by the fact that, you know, she supports fracking or that she voted for the Iraq war, that she stopped supporting universal health care once she took money from the health insurance industry because, you know, we're sexist. That's why we dislike Hillary Clinton. It's not due to substance. Come on. This is ridiculous. Hillary Clinton and her supporters are better than this. Now look, let's be 100% fair. I'm not denying that there are some really unfair critiques launched against Hillary Clinton. Morning Joe did a segment where they critiqued her for her speaking style. They said that she yells too much. Uh, I disagree with that. All candidates yell too much, but the only one who really gets criticized for that is Hillary Clinton. Bernie does too, because he really does yell. But... I mean, this is an attack that's typically launched against women. So there are these types of criticisms that are fueled by sexism that are unfairly launched against Hillary Clinton, and I condemn them, and I encourage people to condemn them. But 
here's the deal. When when Bernie Sanders supporters talk about disliking Hillary Clinton, we don't dislike her as a person. We dislike her as a candidate. All of our critiques are substantive. If you go through my list of videos, I don't launch ad hominem attacks on Hillary Clinton. It's all based on policy. And I always respond to her attacks on Bernie Sanders that are disingenuous. So to say that all Bernie Sanders supporters, to overgeneralize and say that we're conspiratorial, we're kooky, we're fanatical assholes, we're Bernie bros, we're sexist, it's completely unfair. And it's a misrepresentation of Bernie Sanders supporters, and it's a tactic. See, but here's why they do this. It's a really effective campaign strategy. So if you try to lump in Bernie Sanders supporters with craziness and kooks they are akin to Ron Paul supporters in 2012, well, then you can dissuade potential voters of Bernie Sanders to not jump on board because they don't want to be lumped in with the sexist. I mean, why would you want to jump on a campaign that's filled with sexism, right? There's all this vitriol among Bernie Sanders supporters. I've seen the comments online. You know, I, I really like Bernie Sanders, but his supporters are just not doing him any justice. Well, God forbid that our enthusiasm for a candidate is misconstrued as sexism, so that way a campaign can be advanced by this and try to dissuade people from supporting her opponent, right? I'm not saying that Hillary Clinton is the one that's unilaterally uh, purporting this myth. It's the media as well. What is it, 70-80% of young female voters support Bernie Sanders? Are they all sexist too? Well, in fact, that's the claim that's being made by Gloria Steinem, a world-renowned feminist, by Madeleine Albright. Apparently, women are, you know, they're just boy crazy. That's that's a claim against them. So basically, here's the deal. If you support Bernie Sanders, there's something wrong with you. This is the myth that they're trying to perpetuate. You're not just, you know, a normal person. You're, you're an idiot. You're either sexist, you're conspiratorial, you don't know the facts. Bill Clinton said, you know, well, when you're trying to run a political revolution, you don't know the facts. Oh, we know the facts. That's why we're supporting Bernie Sanders and not Hillary Clinton. See, we don't like Hillary Clinton because she's a bad candidate. We rejected her in 2008, and we are rejecting her in 2016 because we disagree with her on policy. I don't vote for people who support the Iraq war and voted for it. I don't vote for people who support fracking. I don't vote for people who don't support universal health care and then actually attack universal health care. No, 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 no. You don't get my support that way. You get my support by earning my vote and convincing me that you care for me and not your rich friends. See, Hillary Clinton and her husband are oligarchs. They have hundreds of millions of dollars, a, a sum of wealth that most peasants like myself will never know what that tastes like. So I'm sorry that I want to go with the guy who's actually going to be supporting my interests as opposed to your Wall Street buddy's interests. I'm sorry that, you know, if people think that that's sexist. It's not. See, I know what I am. I know what Bernie Sanders supporters are. They're good people. And, and this is just a pathetic tactic to try to dissuade other people from jumping on board. So you, you kind of paint the supporters, the people who have been fed scraps, the people who are struggling to get by, who want health care, who want education for their children. Paint them as the bad guys. That's what you do. Well, that is a tactic that someone without integrity would use, and it's disgusting. So there's evidence that Hillary Clinton's campaign may be resorting to the sleaziest political tactic ever. I'm talking about push-pulling. So uh, if you don't know what push-pulling is, this is a tactic that's so reprehensible that some states have actually banned it. So what this does is these are pollsters who call up voters uh, and they pose these hypothetical questions uh, to voters. So for example, in 2000, um, or in 2000, uh, Bush was push-pulling uh, and he had his people call and asked 
whether or not voters would be more or less likely to support John McCain if they found out that he fathered an illegitimate black child. I'm not kidding. So what they do is they could just pose this crazy lie and say, would you be more or less likely if I told you that this is the case? Uh, doesn't have to be factual. Uh, and the thing about it is it actually works. If you don't remember, George Bush won in 2000 and went on to become the Republican nominee. And we know the... Uh, we know the aftermath of that. So now I just want to emphasize that this has not been confirmed yet. Uh, so and even if it is the case that push polling is going on, it may be uh, the, a fact that Hillary Clinton isn't involved with it. It could be one of her surrogates, uh, a super PAC or an organization that's affiliated or unaffiliated with the Clinton campaign has hired an outside firm to do this. Uh, it, it's so difficult. I mean, to prove that someone someone is push polling, very, very difficult to do. Uh, but I want to get to the claims. So there's a blogger named Nolan Dalla who says that he was asked these questions by a pollster. They asked, what if I were to tell you the Washington Post said that Bernie Sanders' campaign uh, and all of his promises would cost voters $20 trillion and would raise everyone's taxes? Would you be more or less likely to vote Sanders? Or has your opinion remained unchanged? See what they're doing there. So now another alleged question. Uh, what if I were to tell you that the New York Times expressed serious reservations about Bernie Sanders being able to work with Congress and described him as divisive? Would you be more or less likely to support Bernie Sanders? Another one. How likely are you to caucus for Bernie Sanders if you knew that he blocked gun control legislation five times? Again, doesn't have to be truthful. It's just hypothetical. Uh, another one. How likely are you to still caucus for Bernie Sanders if you knew he blocked immigration reform six times as a U.S. senator? So again, <laughs> this this doesn't have to be anything um, of substance. It doesn't have to be even truthful because it's not saying Bernie Sanders did X. It's saying, what if I told you Bernie Sanders did X? So they basically, they're not technically lying, but to a, you know, a voter who's picking up the phone, they're not going to know the difference. They're not going to think, what? He did this? Wow, this is crazy. It's just, what if I told you? It's really sleazy. It's dirty. Okay, that's basically what it is. Now, there's more evidence from Reddit. Uh, a ton of users are purporting that they, too, have been push-pulled from all over the country. So, user Summer Camp Counselor states he was push-pulled in Iowa on Clinton's behalf. Uh, user Part Tim 3 Homo said he was push-pulled multiple times. Uh, I don't know the state, but he claim makes this claim. User Faithless claims that uh, they were push-pulled in Colorado. Uh, NM... Seth uh, was push-pulled four to five times in Iowa, all on behalf of Clinton's, and there are similar reports from the Huffington Post that people were push-pulled in 2008 on behalf of Hillary Clinton. So there's evidence, according to multiple people across the country, um, we can't confirm this, right? Uh, we can't really launch a full-scale investigation. But here's what I would encourage you to do. If you're push-pulled, uh, politely disconnect the call. One, that's what, that's the first thing you do. You don't have to be rude to them. Keep in mind that the people who are doing push-pulls, they're often uh, from outside of the country. So you don't want to be rude to someone who is asking these questions and just doing their job, and they don't even know what the hell is going on in the U.S. Uh, so don't be rude. Please don't be rude to them. They're just doing their job. But politely disconnect the call. Uh, and then you want to contact the Bernie Sanders campaign, let them deal with this. So you can email them at Bernie at BernieSanders.com or info at BernieSanders.com. Uh, don't try to take this in your own hands. Don't try to go crazy um, because it's, it's bad enough that we're painted as conspiratorial. So I just don't want to do anything that's hasty if we don't have facts. There's some evidence, but again, so, so difficult to prove that someone is uh, resorting to push polling. It's so difficult. You can never really confirm this because it's not done by campaigns. It's done by 
unaffiliated outside firms. Keep a mindful eye out if you get someone who's calling you a pollster and they're asking you these weird hypothetical questions, you know what to do. The criminal CEO of Goldman Sachs, Lloyd Blankfein, Blankfein, doesn't matter. Well, he said that Bernie Sanders is a dangerous candidate and that his policies would be dangerous for Wall Street. Now, note the irony here that a criminal would consider Bernie Sanders dangerous. Let's, let's think about that for a minute and let that sink in. The criminal is the one who is saying Bernie Sanders is dangerous, not the one who helped crash our economy in 2008. That guy's not dangerous. No, no, no. Again, the things that have come out during this campaign are insane. Anyways, uh, Elizabeth Warren was not having any of this bullshit. So she said she's going to, quote, blow the BS whistle on him. And she certainly did that. So here's what Elizabeth Warren had to say about this guy. When Blankfein says that criticizing those who break the rules is dangerous to the economy, then he's just repeating another variation of too big to fail, too big to jail, too big to even prosecute, she said. That tells you where we are seven years after the crisis, and these guys still don't get it. Seven years. That crisis cost an estimated $14 trillion. It cost jobs. It cost homes. It cost retirement funds. And Lloyd Blankfein stands up and says, don't even criticize me. I ran a company that was right at the heart of some of the biggest financial frauds in history and made money off it. But don't you dare criticize me. That's his position. That's why we need voters to get really engaged. So that is a stinging attack from Elizabeth Warren defending Bernie Sanders. But here's where she goes in for the kill. In a time when literally thousands of people are being locked up every year for nonviolent drug offenses or stealing a car, the CEO of a giant bank can help engineer the theft of hundreds of millions of dollars and he gets a raise. So Elizabeth Warren not playing around here and... <laughs> Uh, I don't have to say very much because Elizabeth Warren took the words out of my mouth. I love that she came to Bernie Sanders' defense. Uh, everything that she said about Lloyd Blankfein is true. This guy is a fraud. He's a criminal. And he has the audacity. He has the gall to critique Bernie Sanders and call him dangerous. No, no, no. You see, what's dangerous is you. Your greed, your fraudulent and criminal activity is dangerous. Okay, he this guy is an oligarch. He doesn't know what goes on for many people. I mean, all the individuals who are getting ready to retire in 2007, but they couldn't because they lost their 401ks uh, due to the financial crisis. I mean, think of how sad that is. Think about the people who lost their jobs and this idiot got a raise. This is the world we live in. This is why they need to be reined in. This is why no other candidate besides Bernie Sanders this election cycle will actually rein these idiots in. I'm sorry, but you don't get the luxury of saying that Bernie Sanders is dangerous if you're a criminal yourself. Bernie Sanders is going to save the country. He's going to stop you idiots from gambling with our money. He's going to break you idiots up so that way you won't be too big to fail. That way there'll actually be some competition. You want to know what that's called? That's called capitalism. That's not called socialism. When you break up these big monopolies and you actually allow them to compete, that's capitalism. So this idiot right here doesn't know what he's talking about. And for Elizabeth Warren to come to Bernie Sanders' defense... So I really hope that Elizabeth Warren is Bernie Sanders' VP pick. Uh, I think he would obviously pick her. It's just a matter of if she wants to or not. But if not, then... It's going to be Elizabeth Warren 2024, right after Bernie. All right, so we have the ABC News debate, which concluded on, I believe, Saturday. I'm a couple days late to the party, but nonetheless, I'm still here. 
so for me, I think that the winner overall is going to be a tie between Chris Christie and Ted Cruz because I think that they both performed the best and were on the defensive the least. Um, I, there wasn't a clear winner, in my opinion, but there was certainly a clear loser. And that individual was Marco Rubio, uh, which is delightful to me because when you look at hypothetical matchups, this is the guy who comes the closest uh, to Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. I mean, he beats Hillary Clinton and he ties with Bernie Sanders. I don't want to go against this guy in the general, so I want him defeated. Now, Chris Christie absolutely pulverized Marco Rubio because he repeated the same talking point over and over and over. So he said, we need to, you know, stop perpetuating this myth that Obama doesn't know what, he, what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. And then he said it again in response to Chris Christie. It, it wasn't even a relevant response. Uh, but Chris Christie said, um, see, you can repeat all these 25 to 30 second rehearsed speeches. That's what you get from Washington, which is great because it's true. Uh, and then what does Marco Rubio do? He repeats that again for the third time. And then Chris Christie literally cut him off and said, look, he's doing it again right now. He's repeating the same exact rehearsed line. Embarrassing. That is the facepalm moment of the 2016 election. I don't know if there's a, a more cringeworthy moment than this. It, he looked like a robot who was malfunctioning. I mean, was anything going on in his brain? Was it just that talking point? Do you not have any, any other talking points? See, this is why you don't want these idiotic establishment politicians who are just rehearsed. You know, they're focus group driven. They can't think for themselves. That's what their advisors tell them. I want someone who has an unadulterated opinion, who's going to tell me what they really believe. And Marco Rubio proved that he is not that guy. So, uh... I hope this hurts him bad because I don't I don't want to go against him in the general election when you just look at hypothetical matchups. I mean, we got to get him out of here. Uh, now, let me just take a second here to acknowledge the introduction when I don't know what the hell was going on. It was the most cringeworthy thing I've seen besides the Marco Rubio flub when like Ben Carson just stood there when he was announced and then uh, everyone was walking past him and then Donald Trump stood there. It looked like, you know, a kindergarten play. And, you know, where the kids weren't listening, they're in the wrong places, they're, you know, they're trying to spell out a word, they each have one letter, but they're, you know, backwards, and they're, they got to get back in order. It reminded me of a little kid thing, and I think that it is analogous of the GOP field. They're a bunch of little kids, you know, they throw temper tantrums all the time, they're not serious about policy, they just want to get in there and fulfill the uh, duties of their corporate donors. So, I mean... <laughs> I had a really great laugh because of this. So I want to thank you guys for that. Ben Carson, Donald Trump. I don't What the hell was Donald Trump doing? I mean, they were they announced your name and then you walk out there and, you know, the excuse from the moderator was that, oh, we just can't hear. There's so much cheers. Come on. You heard. They heard. You guys just messed up. So, uh, you know, that's not substantive. So let me get to some of these more substantive attacks. Uh, when it comes to Ted Cruz, he said some idiotic things. When it, um, when it comes to the matter of whether or not he got dirty in Iowa. Um, you know, when it comes to Ben Carson, he knows exactly what is he was doing. He knew that Ben Carson didn't quit. Okay. He knew exactly what he was doing. Now, I don't know how, you know, significant this was on the results. He did win Iowa, obviously, but I mean, who knows that, you know, if Carson supporters didn't go over to Donald Trump or Marco Rubio. So I don't know if they had that big of an effect, but it's still pretty dirty. And, um, he also said that socialized medicine doesn't work. So is that why you moved, you know, from Canada to the U.S.? You were born there and then you came here. 
socialized medicine doesn't work. See, it's funny because anyone who lives in a country with socialized medicine, if you ask them whether or not they like their universal health care, they say, yeah, I love it. I love my socialized medicine. And you know, the best part is that we don't die or go bankrupt when we get sick. Hmm. So I'll, I think I'll take their advice and not some idiot who is taking money from the private insurance industry. I think I'll, I'll trust my buddies. Uh, north of the border. Uh, he also wanted to loosen rules of engagement when it comes to war. So basically, he wants a blank check to kill civilians if need be. These are people that are disgusting. This is the evangelical candidate. I mean, Iowa always picks the evangelical candidate. They picked, you know, Mike Huckabee in 2008. They picked Rick Santorum in 2012. Um, and they picked Ted Cruz in 2016 in, you know, predictable fashion. And this is the evangelical candidate, the person who is purporting to represent Christianity, who just wants to kill civilians who have um, nothing to do with the war. It's completely innocent. He wants to loosen, loosen the rules of engagement. Sickening. Now, Rubio says that he wants to fight against ISIS in every single country. So, I mean, what do you do? Endless wars? Dude, form a coalition. Work with other countries. You don't have to invade yourself. We don't have money for all these wars. We just don't. You talk about how we don't have money for handouts and social security and universal health care. We don't have money to fight wars in every single goddamn country. So how about you form a coalition? Okay, why don't we start being smart when it comes to foreign policy? But Marco Rubio is an interventionist. He wants to have America be the world's police. And that's just not something that voters support, including Republican uh, voters as well. Now, also, um, it's time for Rubio to stop with the um, anti-partial uh, partial birth abortion talk and the anti-same-sex marriage talk. Um, that's an old, antiquated line of thinking, okay? Younger voters in your party are getting turned off by you because you guys won't jump on board with the same-sex marriage. You lost. You lost that battle. We have marriage equality in all 50 states. Move on. You're not going to win that. And when it comes to partial birth abortions, I don't think anybody is like, woo, partial birth abortions. But they're performed and they're necessary because they save the life of the mother if giving birth would kill her. See, uh, I might be crazy, but I think that a woman should be able to pick whether or not she dies uh, during childbirth. Uh, I don't think that we should just say, no, you know what? You can't have a partial birth abortion. It makes me feel uncomfortable. So you got to die. Have the baby. Sorry. That, that, that's just reprehensible. So don't let them oversimplify partial birth abortions. That's not that simple. It's not easy. Nobody likes them. It's something that is a necessity to save the woman's life. Now, when it comes to Donald Trump... Um, he said that, uh, he wants to bring back stuff even worse than waterboarding. Uh, cause he talked about, you know, you look at what ISIS is doing, they're chopping off heads and they're barbarians. So we should do stuff worse than waterboarding. So basically we become barbarians ourselves. Idiot. Now, again, he all, I, I mentioned this before. He talked about how in his closing statement, we don't win anymore. If I'm president, we're going to win. Dude, it's old, and it's just it's something that, like, little kids would even think, whoa, that doesn't sound very sophisticated. <laughs> Come up with a better argument. He does it every single time. One last thing I want to get to um, real quick here. Chris Christie, he said that the 68% of Americans who want taxes raised on millionaires, they're wrong. He literally looked at the camera and said, you're wrong. Right, okay, so uh, it's not the case that you're a millionaire and you want to protect your money, right? It's not, it's not about self-interest here. We're wrong for wanting to reasonably raise taxes on millionaires, and mostly billionaires, mind you, but millionaires too. Yes, I want to raise taxes, guilty. Uh, we're wrong, not you. It's not because you're rich, not because you're a millionaire, right? This party is truly a joke, and these uh, GOP debates really highlight that. And if any of them were to win, it would be a disaster, and that's why I'm so terrified about Hillary Clinton potentially winning the nominee. When you've got, you know, 
these scandals, uh, Benghazi, not really a scandal. I think it's a bullshit scandal, uh, but they're going to use it and it might resonate with the American people. They've got the FBI investigating her right now. I mean, is this someone who you want to go up against the Republicans? Imagine if they win. They get to appoint the next three to four Supreme Court justices and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I'm sorry, but she's probably going to be uh, stepping down really, really soon here. I don't want a conservative majority on the Supreme Court. That means that Roe v. Wade gets rolled back. That means that Citizens United doesn't get overturned. That means that same-sex marriage is out the window. There's so many things that are terrifying. I mean, what, they completely remove the Voting Rights Act? They kill Obamacare? Can you imagine the consequences of a Supreme Court that is fully conservative? It's terrifying to me. It's absolutely terrifying. So we got to stop these clowns. They can't win. Um, but basically, getting back to the debate, I digress. <laughs> um, biggest loser, definitely Marco Rubio. And I hope this sticks because um, this guy is he's dangerous. Well, that's all I got for you guys. I want to thank all of my subscribers for tuning in. And I want to welcome all of my newest subscribers to the channel. If you want to become a sponsor, head on over to our Patreon page or go to humanistreport.com and become a member. Uh, thanks, everyone. I will see you uh, next week. Thanks for watching The Humanist Report. Don't forget to subscribe and check us out at humanistreport.com.